Recently, I was watching the Olympics and the Paralympics and all the different, com all the different competitions and the sports. And it was just really phenomenal, really inspirational, especially the Paralympics. If you didn't watch, it was absolutely just phenomenal, the, the athletes. And when you see them you know, give their all and you see them you know, win a medal, it's just, it's just great. It's something to see and something to see when they're on the podium and they receive that medal and then the flag of their country is there and then the national anthem of their country. And it's just such a, a great achievement, a great triumph for an athlete. Because many of us don't know the, the story that's behind that, especially with the Paralympics, the story of being handicapped and for them working their way to that medal, whether it's a bronze, silver, or gold medal. And you think our Lord Jesus is like an athlete. And he came to this earth as God, assuming human nature. And he trained his whole life. Even though he was hidden behind the scene most of his life, he trained his whole life for one moment. And that one moment was the cross. It was his greatest triumph. It was his greatest triumph on earth. And yet there's the paradox of the cross, which seemed like his greatest loss, the loss of his own life, what became his greatest triumph. And that's where the cross is always turned around. When you think you have lost, that's when you win with Christ. When you think you're down and the chips are down, that's when you have your greatest victory. It was as if Christ chose to be last. When, it, when he was competing, he chose to be the last one, you know, in last place. Like, like, no one wants to be in last place when they're in a competition. And it's like he's in last place and yet because he's last, he becomes first. Because he humbles himself, he's exalted, as St. Paul says. And so when Christ was crowned on the podium of the cross, his podium was the cross. His crown of leaves, they used to give a crown of leaves to Olympians on their head. His crown of leaves was a crown of thorns. His robe, the Olympians wear the robe of their country. His robe was his precious blood, his humanity. He was robed with humanity. And his medal, his gold medal that he bore was the cross itself. It was the cross itself that he showed. That's what won him the victory. But what's great, Christ, the super Olympian, not only won the victory for himself, but he won the victory for us. So it's like when you see an Olympian and you say, I want to be like that Olympian, especially an Olympian who breaks all kinds of world records and just is, you know, has gold medals and silver medals and everything, you know, 
like an Olympian who you really look up to, and you say, boy, I want to be like that Olympian. I want to imitate that Olympian. How does that Olympian train? How did that Olympian win all these medals? And so we study Olympians that are champions. And that's the same way with Christ. He's our Olympian. We study him. He's the one who we follow. He's the one who broke all the world records. What were the three triumphs of Christ on the cross? There were three triumphs of Christ on the cross. The first was his triumph over sin. Second was his triumph over death. And third was his triumph over Satan himself. First of all, with sin. Jesus took all the sins of the world upon himself. He, he took the curse of sin upon himself. All the curses of sin, all the punishment of sin, of all the sins of the world from Adam all the way up until the end of time. All of the sins, all of the afflictions, all of the sufferings of the world upon himself. But because Jesus was the one without sin, yet he took that sin upon himself. And it was through his blood that he conquered sin because sin, the wages of sin is death, but the blood gives life. So blood gives life. Christ's blood was without sin. That's why when he shed his blood, when the fountains of grace were opened, the five fountains of grace from the cross, that, that, that blood washed away our sins. It didn't wash away his sins. See that? Because he was without sin. But he had to take our sins upon himself shed his blood in order to wash away our sins. So our sins were completely washed away at the moment of Calvary. And he even said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. His first word from the cross, forgiveness from sin. Second, Christ conquered death. How did he conquer death? He became death for death itself. As the fathers of the church said, he allowed death, the jaws of death, to swallow him. And he was in the, the belly of death itself because he allowed death to swallow him. But because Christ was without sin, and because he never sinned, and because he's life itself, by allowing death to swallow him, death had no hold over him because death only has hold over a person with sin. Because Christ did not sin, death could not triumph over him. And so by allowing death to swallow him, he then broke the, the bowels of death. He burst asunder the bowels of death, thus conquering death itself. That's why St. Paul says, all who die in Christ shall rise with him by the Spirit. All who die with Christ shall rise with him. That is why to die with Christ, to offer our sufferings with Christ, to die with him, we then rise with him. See that? 
So we go the same way that he goes, death, but only it's through his death, our death united with his death, that's the way that we conquer death. See that? So he, he's the one that conquered death, but then he gives us the victory over death itself for ourselves. And then finally, the, the last triumph was over Satan, Lucifer himself. How did he triumph over Satan? You have to go back to the, in the Garden of Eden. There you have Adam. On the cross, you have the new Adam. In the Garden of Eden, you had Eve. Beneath the cross, you have the new Eve, Mary. In the garden, you have a tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, from which Adam and Eve were not to eat. And on Calvary, you have the tree of the cross. In the Garden of Eden, you have the serpent, Lucifer, who is not crawling on the ground yet. You have to realize that. He was up in the tree. He was up in the tree conquering Adam and Eve. But on Calvary, Lucifer is not up on the tree. The new Adam is up on the tree. See that? And the new Eve, as Eve took the fruit from the tree, Mary does not take the fruit from the tree, the fruit of her womb. Eve is disobedient. Mary is obedient. And the serpent, instead of being on the tree, the serpent's beneath the tree on Calvary. Now Christ is on the tree. Christ becomes the new fruit. And the fruit this time, instead of being taken down from the tree, remains on the tree. And because of the new Adam's obedience, the new Eve's obedience, the deceit of the serpent is overcome once and for all. By Christ's death on the cross, he undoes the sin of Adam. He undoes original sin of Adam and Eve and thus brings us life. As the tree of the knowledge of good and evil brought us death, so the tree of life, the new tree of life, the cross of Jesus Christ, gives us life and gives us victory. And that's where Satan's pride was conquered by the humility of Christ on the cross. And Jesus, he suspended his divinity on the cross because that's where he says the words, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? See, his total humanity, the humanity that Lucifer rebelled against was the humanity that conquered him on the cross. It was Christ's humanity that conquered Lucifer from the cross to humble his pride and then to open the gates of paradise that were closed to all humanity from the beginning of time from the Garden of Eden. Christ opened the gates of heaven because he said to the good thief, amen, I say to you, this day you shall be with me in paradise. And so Christ forever unlocked the gates of heaven 
through his passion, death, and resurrection, and thus paving the way for all souls who go to the cross, who want to receive the cross and redemption. Anyone could go there and achieve salvation by our own free will. So Christ's victory, the great Olympian, his victory, his triumph, where he conquered sin, he conquered death, he conquered Satan himself from the cross. And his victory, he wants to be our victory. He wants it to be the church's victory. See, so in life, we're also Olympic athletes. We're competing. Yes, we have enemies that want to knock us down like a, like a boxing match or a wrestling match. And they want to knock us down. But we have our great Olympian to follow, Jesus Christ. And all who die in Christ will rise with him. The, the great truth about this game of life, and it's a game that lasts our whole life, if you think of it like a game, that all who die in Christ, all who go to the cross, all who follow Christ in prayer and suffering and good deeds, that all who do that will then win the victory with Christ and all attain the gold medal of heaven. See that? So there's no silver medals. There's no bronze medals. There's no last place or just it's good that you compete it. It's there's a medal of heaven at the end for all of us. And it's a gold medal. And it's greater than anything that we could ever imagine here on earth. Think of the, of the greatest thing that you could ever think of on earth. Think of, I don't know, if you like an island or mountains or whatever it may be, a beach, whatever, food. Think of the greatest things on earth, the greatest love here on earth. And it doesn't even compare with heaven. That's what we're competing for. You got to know your prize to compete for it. If you don't know your prize, you don't know what you're working for. You don't know why you're toiling and sweating and praying and coming to church and, you know, through live stream or through here. Why are you going to confess? What, you know, what's our, what's our goal? What's our goal here? It's heaven. It's heaven. That was the goal that Jesus had on the cross. He was looking up to heaven, looking up to his father. His love was bursting from his heart. That's why his love just burst it from his heart. His heart was pierced by the lance and his love and mercy came forth to show us how much he loved us because he wants heaven for us. He has prepared heaven for us as the triumph of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.